This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, I got a very exciting show for you. It is Tuesday and that means our expert series. We bring back Omar. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing very well. Uh, I have a topic for number one that I am passionate about. I'm actually developing another course on, and that's because I don't think it's handled enough very much in families. And that is a concept of money, income, expenses, saving, and time, all right? Uh, you know, as you know, right, you, like the, the example I use all the time is, you, you know, you and two of your friends are invited to be the best men in this example at a wedding. And you, you three make different incomes. You know, one's 40 grand, one's 100 grand, one's 200 grand. And one might think the person making 200 grand, for example, it is easier for them to say yes and buy the tuxedo and get on the plane and go there. But man, this rat race is real. There's a game called Cash Flow by Robert Kiyosaki, which I love, that really highlights it's not income. I have seen plenty of examples of people who make 200 grand that can't rub two nickels together. So uh, what do you think? The concept of money, investing, spending, time, all of that stuff. When I hit you with that out of nowhere, what do you think? Well, initially, um, you got to know where your finances are at. Like That's something that, that families don't really go through. I mean, it, you should, that should be priority because why are you working? I mean, yeah. are you just working to make, uh, make all your, you know, pay all the bills or are you working to get something at the end, you know, to have that savings, to have that, that, that nest egg for your kids to college, et cetera, et cetera. Most people don't, you know, maybe people on the show that they, they want to invest in real estate because honestly, that's, that's yeah. the way it works. I mean, it compounds a lot faster than anything else. Yeah. Uh, so it's super, super important to know what you're making and what you're spending. Your expenses is so key because, and I know you, myself, I know there's a lot of people that are listening that um, I've always, myself, I've always said, hey, let's just go make more money mm-hmm. and and everything else will follow. That could work for a set for, for some time, but unless you see what you're spending on, you're making all this money. Imagine if you cut down all your expenses yeah. and you have a huge chunk every month that you can put away and yeah. it's key. Yeah. I got to tell you that um, maybe it comes with maturity. Maybe it comes from wasted effort. I don't know, nope. but yeah, when, when, when I got on the train of high commission and success, right. Accelerator money, all of that. My whole goal was, okay, I'm going to feed as much as I can into the top of this think income. And I'll right. just let the rest fall where it falls. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, after just being stupid, you go back and look at it. And you don't even realize how many leaks in the boat there are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can add on this here, Michael, um, and, I, and I'll share. Yeah. I think this was probably nine years ago. Uh, I was 31. Yeah, 31, 30, 31 years old. And I started making extra income and I started buying a little, uh, a couple, three houses and stuff. That was in my, I was in my portfolio at the time and commission based. I was, you know, doing well, at least that's what I thought. 
and I started writing everything down. That's the key. Write down everything that you spend on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. And then you're like, what the F <laughs> have I been spending my money on? You know, gas, e eating out. I mean, the, the shirt, the sweatshirt, the clothes, the new shoes, all that stuff. I mean, I wasn't, and, and my, mind you, at this time, my mortgage was $1,400. I had a roommate that was paying me five, okay? So 900 bucks, right? Uh, that I had to come up with just to live, just for my mortgage payment at the time. And I was, I was spending $10,000 a month. And I'm like, are you effing serious? <laughs> Why? Because I had it, first of which. Yeah. I was making the money. My mindset was like, hey, just go, go increase the top, the, the, the top line, which by all means, this is what you need to do is increase that top line. But at the same time, you know, manage your expenses. I wasn't managing the expenses. My whole, I will tell you this, my whole um, idea, and I still live by today is with the, you know, a couple asterisks next to it is I live, go make more money. Yeah. Go make more money, obviously. And then in, in, at the same time, figure out your finances. You don't have to live on 10,000 a month. Yeah. You can live on four on five comfortably, but you want that, that extra stuff that you think is going to make yeah. people like you more. Yeah. You know, it, it's so key to, to, to really have that, that, that process down and, and understand where your money's going. Yeah. I'm so, it's so, it's so funny. We are, we are exactly the same in this regard. And when I've, and again, sometimes this comes with age. What I want to do now is I want to, there's, there's two things that I think are important in my life and I want to get your feedback on. So once I had that light bulb moment that I had a leaky boat and I was literally wasting money. Um, I first thought back to my childhood, what, what money was in my family, right? So I'm a eight, nine, 12, you know, 13, before I had a job, right? Bef before I was making my own money, which was at 12 years old. So I guess it's eight, nine, 10, 11. Money in my household was a source of stress, uh -huh. right? The only time money was ever talked about was when we didn't have any, right? right? We never talked about investing. We never talked about savings, the only time I ever heard about money was either A, when somebody was clipping coupons to save on this cereal or that cereal, or um, there was mom and dad were just freaking screaming at each other, right? It's, it was not a pleasant experience. So my, you know, the, the memory that I carry, and we'll switch gears on this to my family next, right? My, my, my child, but it was not pleasant. Um, what was money like when you were a kid? You know, think so. I know you worked in a restaurant, you were a server, your family was entrepreneurial. So maybe it's different, right? My family was, you know, go work for the man, you know, eight hours a week. My mom was stayed home for most of my childhood. Um, what was money like when you were a kid? What, what was it? You know, it, it, it was, it was brutal. Um, okay. My dad had three jobs. Oh, wow. And to support his uh, two kids. And then my little brother came, you know, six years later. Uh, or, you know, at that same time, I was five, six years old. And I remember my dad always working and, and he only had a couple days off, maybe a Sunday or a Monday. And, and he was always in the restaurant business. So he had a construction job in the morning. And then he uh, waited tables in the evening and bartending at night at a nightclub there in, wow. um, in Upland in, uh, in California here. And that's all I saw for the longest time. I mean, right. You got to remember, I mean, and we lived in a one bedroom, one bath, back house, 
Hmm. Which we thought was like the greatest thing ever because we're kids. We don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we don't know the, 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 the avenue of it, but I do remember like not being able to get the things that we, that we wanted. We had things that we needed yeah. to get by, but not things that we wanted with other people at school. Cause you know, as a kid, you want all the nice things sure. that other kids have. And we didn't get that. We just got what we needed. I mean, pay less shoe source back in the day, $7.99, $6.99 shoes. You know, we would get two or three pairs because we would go through them. And whenever they had, and I remember this um, specifically is like, we would get those little airwalks. Yeah. Those, those little shoes yeah. that I thought were cool at the time. And I would tell mom, just get two or three. So when these ones run out, we already have extra. And they were like five bucks yeah. at the time. And so that money aspect of it, you know, we didn't see the harsh part of it uh, because we were kind of naive to it because we're kids. Okay. But I did see towards the end um, or towards my dad deciding, you know, at, at 50 years old to open up a restaurant. Hmm. And I rem- and I was 12 or 11. So I knew that I was like, hey, this is this is interesting here. So my, what my dad's choosing to do, he's, you know, going all in and that was his only way because we were not making it anymore. We were getting older, you know, families just, and then the cost of, of living is getting higher even at that time. Uh, So it's all perspective and it it wasn't a a complete clash, but it was being aware, you know, we couldn't, we we couldn't get things that we wanted. Do you remember your parents? Maybe you were on the outside playing outside or, Maybe you bumped into conversations when they were paying bills. Do you remember mom and dad ever talking about money or, or maybe it was bills or uh, heaven forbid, did they ever talk about investing? Um, never investing. Yeah. It was always about, do we have enough? Yeah, mine too. To pay the, the, to, to, to pay the electricity, yeah. to pay the bills, to, to put food. I mean, we would eat, you know, I mean, at that time, Top Ramen, I don't even know if it was out. Uh, probably not, but- my mom would make a lot of just beans and rice. It was the cheapest stuff to, to, to make. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I remember walking in, we had this little kitchen table. It was round. It was think, like six feet round. It was a hand-me-down for my grandparents, I think, or at least that's what I remember. And um, my mom would have bills spread out because my mom would pay the bills. She was a stay-at-home mom. She did the hardest job. Awesome. But I remember, I remember coming in and going, I, I have no idea. For all I know, there was one bill there, but it just looked like a mountain all the time. She always looked stressed. She was always juggling. And um, it just wasn't pleasant. Uh, it just wasn't pleasant. So, so okay. So let's, let's, let's rewind the clock. Now we're parents. We have kids. What did, what did, what did, you know, how, how old are yours again? Uh, my oldest daughter's 14 and okay. I have a six month old. Well. All right, let's talk about the 14. The six-month-old may not remember. <laughs> I'm curious with the 14-year-old, have you ever had a money conversation with her? No. Yeah, I didn't either. So my daughter's 29, almost 30. And that was it. that is a big mistake of mine. What I was solely driven on was to make sure that she would never feel like I did as a kid, right? Beans oh, and rice, yeah. the stress of bills. I always, my goal was to have enough, but right. as I sit here looking back and hopefully something that people take from this that have younger kids is I think I did her a disservice. 
I should have talked about money. I should have talked about investing. She certainly saw the real estate angle because she started that when I think she was 11 or 12. So she remembers. But I never talked about cash flow, never talked about why we bought it other than what she heard likely was it's cheap, right? That's probably what she heard or she would remember. Um, I think that was a mistake. I think teenage years, we've got to talk about money and income. And for me, the biggest thing that I'm pushing back on now in life is price. When I go to a store, a retail store, everybody looks at the sticker, right? The new iPhone is 1200 bucks. Uh, that new belt's 300 bucks or, or whatever it is. What I am on a mission to do is get every family to convert that to time. That $1,200 iPhone takes mom and dad eight hours, 18 hours, 28 hours to buy. That's key. Right? right? That's what I'm on a big mission to do because every family is different. Every family has different income. And again, as I mentioned in the open, cash flow game teaches you the more you make, don't mean squat. It's the more you keep, the more you save. Always. And if you want financial freedom, I promise you having a lower monthly set of expenses, it's easier. So, um, you know, obviously we both admitted we haven't had those conversations with our teenagers. Um, what would you tell someone? Maybe their kids are eight or nine. I think we just have to have these conversations. Yeah, you know what? Um, and it's a good point because when my daughter uh, was here, uh, living with us or living with me mm -hmm. and we, I showed her how to save her money. Yep. Um, as uh, being a little bus person, taking chips and salsa at our, at our restaurant and letting her know at that time, like when you, when, when you work, someone's going to pay you per hour for your, um, you know, for your work yeah. and then you receive tips and such. And I remember now, like and anybody that's listening, um, just help your kids understand that they're trading money for their hour of labor or their hour of help. And I'd rather say help because labor yeah. just, so, you yeah, know, I agree. Help. Yeah. You can help them and it, it'll structure something to where they'll understand later. Like that. If I do something, I'm going to receive something in return. And if I get better at it, maybe I might make a little bit of a bonus. And that right there, obviously, in, in, in any industry, you know, when you become more valuable in your industry, you end up making more. Mm -hmm. So if you end up instilling that in your kids, letting them know, hey, do you bring extra value? Do you bring extra work part of, you know, when, when you're doing something, it's going to be the key. Because if you start now with them, they'll always remember it. And they may not remember it right away, but they will like, hey, you know what? I have to work to be able to uh, receive some type of compensation. And then now maybe, like you said, Michael, about, um, you know, hey, that iPhone or, because all the kids want an iPhone. Yeah. Everybody, has, everybody has iPhones now at nine, 10, 11 years old. <laughs> it's crazy. And, I mean, we didn't, my first phone was like at 16 years old. I had a pager. <laughs> and anyways, the, so now that $900 phone, Yeah. I mean, is that, is that gonna be nine hours worth of work at a hundred bucks an hour? Or is it $10 an hour? So that's, you know, was 90 hours you got to go work yeah, to exactly. afford that, that phone. And now that's perspective for those kids. And they're going to be like, well, I don't want to work 90 hours. And that's what I think families need to do. It's not the 900. We've, and I believe we've been, I believe the rat race is real. I believe that everybody wants to think price sticker. 
I need families to start having these money conversation, what's left over and convert everything to time. I wanna freaking create a free app on your phone where you put in three variables, five variables, and you can just put in the price tag and your kid knows how much time it means mom and dad work. We let's, let's, it's, it's about hours. And why am I so focused on hours? It's because it's the only thing we can't get back. Once the hour is gone, it's gone. Yep. That's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so any closing thoughts on this? Again, I think, I think, um, you know, people need to realize that it's, it's not, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. And it's about time, not price. It's, you know, Michael, it is always about what you keep. I mean, you can go make a million bucks, but if your expenses are $850,000 a year, you made 150 K dude, you actually lost money. Cause you just paid the government 43% oh, or whatever it is. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah. So it's, I, I'd rather, I mean, I know a lot of people that make a lot of money. Me too. And, but they're not happy. They're not because they have to go make more. Yeah. I'll go this. I'll, I'll think about your friends. I have several friends who over the course of a decade, cause I'm in, I, my network is full of software salespeople. Right. And, uh, you know, over a course of five years, they usually have two big years and three bad years. It's just how commission works. Account setup, technology changes, all this stuff. But when they have a good year, we're talking seven figures, right? Seven figures, good year. And what I have seen more and more is those folks are the, some of the least happy people I know because they set their lifestyle up wrong. They set their lifestyle up so they have to make a million bucks a year. And when they don't, when they have one of those bad years, they go into debt or they start selling things at losses. And I know I have friends that have chosen a different career path to make, let's call it six figures that are remarkably more happy, content, because they have managed their monthly expenses and they frankly don't even need a hundred grand, right? That's what makes their life more comfortable. So I'm sure you have the same thing with real estate agents, but I'd love to hear. Yeah. The, with re- regards to our real estate careers, there's a lot of people that do make, you know, four or 500 K, yeah. but they spend every dollar. <laughs> they don't even budget for taxes. They don't. And then at the end of the year, they're like, Hey, um, I don't have enough money and then they get their extension and stuff. Cause I know this, we've had conversations yeah. and, and it's like, why not take all your money and just reinvest it? And that's, you know, literally because it's your, you cannot grow your money um, somewhere else. Like I think Robert Kiyosaki said, no, not even Robert Kiyosaki said, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, mm-hmm. you're going to keep working until you die. Amen. Good old. Yeah. That's, I mean, I live by that. You guys yeah. should too. And um, just drop your expenses, make more money, drop your expenses, and, and then take 30% and reinvest it. I mean, Amen. you don't need that 30%. You can live on a 70. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I think with that, we will call that an end. That's a great way. If you can get your expenses down, set a goal to live on 70%. I love that. Thanks, Omar. You're welcome. Thanks, Michael. Yep.